0: Welcome to Common Ground, a talk show encouraging debate and a deeper understanding of hot-button topics in Berlin and beyond. I'm your host, Soraya sarhadi nelson Things are looking up in Germany in 2021, with a new U.S. administration across the Atlantic and coronavirus vaccines, among other things. But one German industry that definitely isn't having an easy time is the automotive industry. Senior producer Dina El-Sayed explains.
1: German automakers are struggling to keep up as transportation worldwide gets a green overhaul. Media reports say the growing popularity of electric vehicles and EU regulations that favor them could have long term consequences for Germany and ultimately shift the balance of power in the global luxury car market away from Europe's economic giant. The California based Tesla company is even giving German automakers some stiff competition on their home turf. Deutschland rocks! yeah wait until we have the rave cave here that's gonna be great (laughs) that was ceo elon musk speaking last september in brandenburg where his company is opening its futuristic 4 billion euro plant as early as july
2: lovely In this
1: ad from 2018, German Tesla owners take the new Tesla Model 3 for a ride.
0: I
2: think I see now why some other manufacturers are afraid of this car coming to Europe.
1: It's not just China Tesla that's pushing German car makers into a corner. Declining sales and output linked to the coronavirus pandemic, increasing competition from Chinese electric vehicle companies, and EU bans on diesel cars also give German auto executives plenty of headaches. But this month, Volkswagen Group reported making some headway. The company says it tripled electric car sales last year, which helped offset its plunging global deliveries that fell 15 percent in 2020. It's time for electric cars for the people. Electric mobility from Volkswagen. Meanwhile, the Auto Industry Association in Germany reports one in four cars sold in the country last month had an electric motor. That uptick was fueled by incentives in the government stimulus package during the COVID-19 recession. Chancellor Angela Merkel has for years pushed for billions of euros in subsidy programs for electric cars. What is unser Ziel? Back in 2011, she said the goal was to have one million electric vehicles on German roads by last year, and possibly six million by 2030. Germany missed the mark in 2020, but the Center of Automotive Management in Bergisch Gladbach recently told Deutsche Welle it expects some 15% of newly registered vehicles in Germany this year to be electric ones. But when the goals are finally met, will the electric cars on German roads be German, Or will foreign manufacturers like Tesla continue to dominate the electric vehicle market in Germany and around
0: the world? That was senior producer Dina El-Sayed. To answer these questions, I'm joined via Zoom by Jens Hanefeld, head of the International European Politics and Trade Policy at Volkswagen, and by Bloomberg correspondent Stefan Nikola. Welcome gentlemen.
2: Hello. Hi. Thank you very much indeed for having me. Hi, Soraya. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Thank you for being here. Stefan, let's start with you. Considering German automakers dominate the luxury car market around the world, why are they unable to take the lead on electric vehicle manufacturing? Is it a matter of inability or unwillingness?
2: Well, um, let's, let's put it that way. The um, electric car market is a very complex one. And of course, Tesla Um, according to experts, has a one to two year head start when it comes to software and battery technology. But it's not that the uh, German car makers have been inactive on this. Um, They have recently upped their investments in the sector and are launching several uh, electric models this year and next. So uh, things will get very interesting in the years to come.
0: Well, VW is certainly one of those that's seen an increase uh, in the manufacturing and sales, as we heard from Dina. Jens, give us the automaker's perspective. Do you agree with Stefan's assessment?
3: Well, I- indeed, yes. I can only underline that I think, contrary to um, some public perceptions, the German auto industry and Volkswagen are now full throttle, if I may say so, um, using a term from a different technology when it comes to um, promoting and investing in e-mobility. Volkswagen aims to become world market leader in uh, electromobility, um, at the same time trying to achieve to become a CO2 neutral um, company by 2050. And indeed we are now pushing an exciting, very attractive offering into the market, which is already being welcomed by customers, as we've seen in Germany and other countries where we have managed to achieve very satisfactory sales in the second half of the year, despite the very difficult circumstances due to the COVID pandemic.
0: So where do electric vehicles fall in your priority list when it comes to design and manufacturing?
3: They're definitely on place number one, position number one at this point in time. The Volkswagen Group is really investing in what is probably the biggest e-offensive in the global car industry. We plan to invest... um, something like 35 billion Euro by 2025 and uh, intend to bring around 70 fully electric vehicles, battery electric vehicles into the market by 2030. We have designed completely new platform architecture, which um, puts us in what we would consider to be a very competitive position. When it um, comes to rolling out these vehicles, And in all in all, we actually expect to have produced uh, around uh, 26 million electric vehicles by 2030.
0: Obviously, VW has seen some difficult times and not just because of the pandemic. I mean, its reputation was pretty tarnished over the diesel emissions test scandal back in 2014. Jens, what are some of the lessons that the company has learned from this crisis that are being applied to your production of electric vehicles, if any?
3: Well, one of the things which we've clearly recognized um, after dealing with the diesel crisis and the issues which we had particularly in the United States is that we needed uh, not only a change in corporate culture, which we have, I think, engaged in, also with the support of an American Justice uh, Department-sponsored monitor who um, helped the company sort of change its focus and uh, its track, but also by completely changing its approach to new technologies, and recognizing that the goal of CO2 neutral mobility is what we really aspire to. And uh, we only really see a chance to do this by fully investing in battery electric mobility at this point in time, and then also ensuring that we not only try to sort of change our own product portfolio, but also act as a company which promotes a fundamental change in the way we actually use energy as well. Battery electric vehicles um, are only really environmentally sound if we also manage to change the way we create and produce energy um, and ensure that we have a CO2 neutral lineup when it comes to this. So as a company, it's not only simply about producing an electric battery electric car, which does not emit any emissions when on the road, we actually um, have ensured that the cars which we build in our factories here in Germany are CO2 neutral in their production as well. This is done partly through offset um, but also by reducing whatever footprint we have to ensure that the customer actually receives a vehicle which is CO2 neutral which he then he or she can then enjoy while driving And then also ensure, and this is something which goes beyond the car industry, ensure that we actually have sufficient electric energy available, which is produced in a CO2 neutral manner, which naturally calls for um, an integrated approach um, and uh, where other stakeholders um, have to join to achieve these goals. Otherwise, I think we will not be able to achieve what we all try to, and that is the Paris Climate Goals, which we as a company are fully committed to, and we know most governments are fully committed to.
0: Stefan, what's your assessment? I mean, do you feel that there are safeguards in place to prevent the sort of deception that happened with the diesel emissions scandal um, beyond just VW policing itself and taking the measures into account that Jens just spoke about?
2: Well, the measures that uh, legacy car makers are taking now are commendable and uh, they have, you know, the experts say that uh, they are well on the road on, on upping their investments in electric cars. But of course, we have to look at what happened over the past few years and and maybe even before that the legacy car makers had their hand forced, uh, uh, I'd say, a bit. Um, when Tesla uh, arrived on the scene, it was laughed off as a an upstart, uh, a company that really uh, doesn't know a lot about cars and car making is considered very, very uh, complex. So, uh, uh, you know, the legacy car makers and the German ones included, dismissed the idea of uh, electric cars going mainstream for quite a while And the diesel crisis helped in enforcing that change in perception, and uh, I think now most, if not all, car makers have realized that the future will be electric, and that investments will have to go into these cars.
0: But will the German government be more involved to make sure that the production that it's honest, that that there aren't any testing scandals or whatever that might emerge? um, You know, where we're told that. Electric vehicles are in fact carbon neutral and they work properly and they give this amount of range, and then it turns out not to be the case because of one or two unscrupulous individuals.
2: Right, right. Of course, um, you know, a fully electric car emits no CO2 when driving, but the uh, production cycle has a larger carbon footprint than you might think. So, uh, certainly, efforts will have to be made to reduce. Uh, the carbon footprint in the entire production cycle, whether it's from, from mining the stuff you need for batteries, lithium, cobalt, or whether it's uh, you know, the metal uh, involved. So um, without an environmentally friendly supply chain, then uh, um, these uh, CO2-free driving tests will only be lip service, I guess.
0: Jens, are there any measures being taken to ensure that carbon-friendly supply chain that Stefan was talking about?
2: Yes, absolutely.
3: I think that was the point I was also um, trying to reference to earlier. But we have to make sure, if we want to keep mobility attractive and acceptable in this environmentally conscious period and uh, attain what is, after all, one of our most important goals, to making sure that the CO2 goals... Um, AMET, is that we have to really say, well, we have to look at the whole value chain of a car um, throughout its life and the whole way it consumes energy and what its footprint, its CO2 uh, footprint, would be. In the sense, there are three components there. One is production, which means we have to ensure that the car, its components throughout the whole um, production cycle is CO2 neutral. It has to be CO2 neutral when used by the customer. Um, When uh, she or he drives the vehicle, they actually need, in our view, green energy, which is, by the way, one of the reasons why we've started investing in service programs which allow our customers to ensure that when they recharge their vehicles, they can recharge them with green energy. So we actually need a large-scale investment in sustainable energy, and we'll have to look at the question, um, and are looking at the question, of, in a sense, investing and ensuring that uh, once the vehicle in question has reached the end of its life cycle, that it is then recycled, and that we ensure that all this is done in a CO2-neutral fashion. We at Volkswagen are trying to look at the issue from this perspective, because we think if you take only an isolated view, you will not really grasp the entirety of the issue.
0: So I wanted to actually elaborate a little bit on a point, Stefan, that you brought up earlier, and that is Tesla coming to Berlin, which, of course, is what prompted us to do the show to begin with. How much of a headache do you think... Tesla is for Volkswagen and other German car makers, especially because they're opening a plant in Brandenburg in July.
2: Yeah, certainly Tesla's arrival in the backyard of Volkswagen near Berlin uh, made headlines at least. And uh, Tesla is well underway in constructing the facility, which is supposed to crank out 500,000 cars a year once it's up and running. This is a symbolic move that uh, really says, hey, we're here in the heart of Europe, in the heart of Germany, the birthplace of the combustion engine. And we're ready to service uh, Tesla's European customers from Germany, which uh, is the, still Europe's biggest auto market. So this is a big move, a bold move. And uh, yeah, it truly has Germany's automakers uh, watching.
0: Jens, another elephant in the room, as we say in the United States, uh, is China, which has a thriving electric vehicle market. And obviously, uh, companies there and the government, I would guess, they're hoping to become leaders in production as well. Do you see that as competition or as a problem for the German auto industry? I mean, moving forward, especially as this race for electric cars heats up?
3: Well, I think um, you're absolutely right. I think China is an incredibly important market when it comes um, to looking at uh, the future of e-mobility. And I think the Chinese government has, for a number of reasons, put a lot of political emphasis and invested heavily in promoting electric mobility in China. We um, see this as a huge opportunity to um, be active and be part of this drive. So, um, Volkswagen has actually um, opened two plants for electric vehicles in China already, one in, in, in Anting, uh, close to Shanghai, another one in Foshan. Both of these will have maximum capacities of around 300,000 vehicles per year, and we will be working on additional plants in China. By the way, we will actually also be working on and are working on transforming um, our plant in Chattanooga in the United States into uh, an e-mobility plant as well. Um, building e-vehicles there from uh, 2022. But back to China, I think we clearly see China as as a huge opportunity for e-vehicles, for e-mobility. It is not going to be easy, but at the same time, I think we are not uh, scared of the competition. We appreciate competition. It is something which uh, helps all of us to get better. Um, And in this context, I think it's something um, which we feel quite confident about. Um, When looking at our future, uh, at the future of e mobility and our share in it in China.
0: So, Stefan, do you see Germans driving Chinese made electric cars on the highways here more and more? Or do you think that uh, the German auto industry will be able to sort of stave off that level of competition?
2: Well, in Germany, the German brands and the European brands uh, still have a very strong footing and they're still very popular. Of course, uh, upstarts like Tesla um, are becoming more popular with customers as well. We also have to look at the fact that most major car makers, most major Western car makers are already producing in China. Some of them shipping their cars over to Europe. But I think uh, um, the European brands uh, still have an advantage in their home markets as customers remain vetted to those brands that they know.
0: We're gonna take a short break and we'll talk more about the German electric car race and what kind of vehicles we can expect in the foreseeable future. Stay tuned.
1: Now's a great time to tap into some of KCRW's best work. Hear in-depth interviews with the creative minds that drive Hollywood on the business and the treatment break away from the dominant media landscape with Our Body Politic, a news and politics show by and for women of color. And don't miss Press Play with award-winning host Madeline Brand. There's more to love, so keep it tuned to KCRW.
0: Welcome back to Common Ground. I'm Soraya Sarhadi nelson and joining me via Zoom are Jens Hanefeld, head of international and European politics and trade policy at Volkswagen, and Bloomberg correspondent Stefan Nikola. We're talking about the race for electric vehicle dominance in Germany and beyond. And I want to start with a question about the demand in Germany, because actually in Europe, it's the Norwegians who lead per capita in electric car purchases and usage. Why are Germans not more interested in electric vehicles considering the cost of gas is pretty high here, four times that of the United States? And I'll start with Stefan.
2: The uh, German uh, electric car market has actually become the biggest this year, as far as I know in Europe, at least, and even bigger than California. So demand for electric cars has picked up in Europe and in Germany as well. And in part because of uh, generous subsidies the German government introduced last year. In some instances, you know that rendered small electric cars almost free to lease. Renault Zoe's benefiting from 9,000 Euro cash bonuses were almost uh, free to purchase or free to lease. So um, those cars are becoming more attractive when it comes to pricing and uh, customers notice that and demand is rising.
0: Jens, what about the automakers? Are you getting enough help from the government? I mean, we talked about buyers getting some incentives, but in terms of the electric market, are the automakers getting enough help?
3: Well, um, I'd like to turn that to that in a second. I'd just like to simply add, I think, with regard to the interest in e-mobility, I can only underline what Stefan just said. I think we see a clear uptake in Europe, particularly also in Germany. When it comes to battery electric vehicles, and I think indeed the government run programs heavily subsidizing, very often in cooperation with the OEMs, with the manufacturers, the purchase or leasing of battery electric vehicles, uh, and to a lesser extent, um, plug in hybrids, um, has clearly had a positive impact on the market. We ourselves have sold uh, around three times as many um, battery electric vehicles. In Germany, um, in 2020 as in 2019, and that in a market which has overall been affected by the COVID pandemic, we have an overall share of about 30% when it comes to electric vehicles. So that shows what the uptake is like. What is important to come to your question when, and where we definitely need the support of the government and local authorities is when it comes to the charging network. It is one thing to convince the customer, the consumer, of the advantages of an electric vehicle. That is to incite them, to convince them to invest their money to purchase, to lease such a vehicle. What we then have to ensure is that the usage, the customer experience, is actually as positive as it should be. And we are indeed concerned by what we consider to be a time lag in the building and creation of the necessary charging infrastructure. It is also something where we need a lot of support from regulators, simply also to address issues like the licensing um, of charging stations in private homes, etc. And there's a danger and we should really be aware of it. The last thing which should be allowed to happen is that people actually buy an electric vehicle they're convinced by the the technology, but then discouraged by the fact that they will have difficulties, or they may have difficulties, or experience difficulties when looking for um, charging stations.
0: Stefan, let's talk a little bit more about that infrastructure issue, because that definitely is one of the drawbacks to buying an electric car is can you find some place to charge it? I mean, I see that here on my street in Prenzlauer Berg, you know, where there is one station and a thousand cars looking for parking spaces, let alone for a place that they can hook up their electric vehicles. I mean, how much of a problem is this in Germany?
2: Yeah, it certainly is a problem. Uh, uh, When you look at surveys, that is still the number one concern for potential buyers with battery range, of course, that the drivers uh, won't find adequate charging infrastructure. Tesla, of course, uh, has built up its own supercharger network in the US and uh, has fared well with that. It's interesting that uh, that charging infrastructure bottleneck has already basically uh, destroyed an electric car. Um, eight years ago, BMW introduced uh, the i3 you know, one of the first fully electric cars at the time uh, from a major legacy automaker. And uh, while the car looked good and and, uh, drove nicely, um, there just wasn't any charging infrastructure around. And it really uh, failed because it was a bit ahead of its time in a way. So the government and automakers have promised that they are are not letting that uh, happen again. But, uh, um, you know, observers, criticized that uh, things are not moving fast enough.
0: So do we have half as many charging stations as we ideally would need if we have, let's say, a million cars on the road the way uh, Angela Merkel envisioned it back in 2011 for 2020?
2: So there are roughly 25,000 public charging stations in Germany right now, 12% of which are fast charging points. And experts say that you need... At least double, if not three times as much. Um, The government has a target of building an additional 50,000 in the next two years to um, improve the infrastructure in that regard.
0: Some of the problems about electric vehicles that uh, consumers complain about is affordability, too little range before a battery needs to be recharged. In other words, you can only go a certain number of kilometers, and cheap looking interiors. I have to admit, I was surprised to hear about that, but a lot of people just complain that the interiors of these cars are not very attractive. Jens, how is VW addressing these problems?
3: Well, I think, first of all, you mentioned the, I think, biggest issue, which people have been complaining about for a long time, and that is price. And I think this is something where we have seen fundamental changes. Volkswagen, at the end of the day, is a people mover. It strives to provide mobility for everybody, which means that we consider ourselves to be providers of mobility um, in the volume sector, meaning for everybody and not only for people who don't really have to worry too much about how much a car costs. We've really tried to bring our expertise in bringing high-quality, affordable vehicles into the battery electric vehicle market. Um, I think we tried to do that and did that with the uh, electric golf, with the uh, E-Up, uh, small um, electric car, but in particularly now with the new vehicles, which are built on a specially designed platform, for battery electrical vehicles. um, The MEB, as we call it, the MEB platform, and the cars which we're offering now are on sale for the price, as we would always say, for a a nicely equipped Golf. And with the current subsidies in place, um, they're actually cheaper. To be honest, with regard to interior um, styling of the vehicles, we think that the ones which we, uh, the vehicles that we are offering provide very attractive interior styling. E-mobility is not the only thing which changes in cars at this point in time. We're also seeing a huge jump in, in digital interfaces in the vehicles. So there's a lot of digitalization Some things which people need to get used to or are perhaps a little unfamiliar with. So um, I would not um, see this as a fundamental issue that there is a quality issue with or an interior quality issue with the vehicles.
0: Stefan, what about hybrids? I mean, these are pretty popular in the US uh, where there also is an infrastructure problem in terms of not enough charging stations. And these plug in hybrids seem to be doing pretty well in Germany too. Uh, The Federal Motor. Transport Authority KBA said that they accounted for about a fifth of the market in a report that the agency issued in the fall of last year. So are hybrids a way to get more Germans to go green or is the time sort of over for anything that consumes fossil fuel, even on a hybrid basis?
2: Well, only the market will decide that in the long run. But of course, uh, hybrids are more attractive for the OEMs because they uh, still have a gasoline engine in them and that's really what they do best the car manufacturers and that's also what makes them money when it comes to margins um, diesel gasoline and hybrid cars still make more money than electric cars down the road if we talk about 10 20 years um, you know the share of hybrids will probably shrink at least that's what experts uh, predict
0: Jens, where do hybrids fit into VW's plans?
3: Well, hybrids are indeed something of a bridge technology, if I may say so, for the time being. What we do see is, and the issue of range anxiety um, was mentioned. I mean, we still have a lot of that among customers. Um, I think we're trying to convince them that this is not necessary, that uh, battery electric vehicles provide adequate range for um, at least uh, 90% um, of uh, day-to-day requirements. But at the same time, we have to accept that people um, have these concerns. And I think that explains the popularity of these vehicles. We are invested in providing them, but I have to say that we actually see the long-term future indeed in battery electric vehicles and not in hybrids. Hybrids address issues where you do not have a very sophisticated charging infrastructure and uh, where you Will perhaps have people commuting between, uh, let's say, built up urban areas, which very often um, will, I think, in the future have CO2 neutrality as a requirement for individual mobility, um, meaning you will only be allowed to move in them with uh, a battery electric or an electric uh, CO2 neutral um, engine. Mm but to perhaps live outside of the city um, and commute daily. So you would actually be able to use the reserves provided by the uh, internal combustion engine in these vehicles to um, approach an area where you then use the battery provided.
0: So let me just ask both of you a final question here. And that deals with the future because it's always good to look forward. Angela Merkel back in 2011 set a goal of six million electric cars on Germany's roads for 2030. Do each of you think that's achievable? What will it take to get there? And we can start with Jens again.
3: Well, I do think that is achievable um, by now. I think that's clearly something which we will be aspiring to. What we have by now is I think we have manufacturers, particularly the Volkswagen Group, definitely committed to electric mobility. Uh, investing in the necessary product, what we need is an adequate infrastructure, an adequate charging infrastructure, uh, which also uh, includes um, changes in in certain legal regulations, which, for example, makes it easier to install these in, let's say, co-owned properties. But what we also will need is a successful energy vendor in Germany, because at the end of the day, um, the success of e-mobility in Germany, in Europe, and everywhere will really um, also depend on being able to ensure that this mobility is actually CO2 neutral and not only emission-free on the street when you drive it, but actually throughout the whole production and life cycle.
0: Stefan Nikola, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be 20, 30, 6 million electric cars on the roads here?
2: I think the, the government even upped that target to as much as 10 million, as far as I remember recently. But of course, um, in general, the growth uh, story of electric cars has only just begun, at least uh, if we believe the experts. Last year, Tesla sold about 500,000 electric cars, um, right about what they had predicted uh, a few years earlier. At the time, no one believed Tesla would ever sell that many cars. The growth story of electric cars, uh, um, you know, may have a lot of surprises in store. And uh, why shouldn't it be possible that uh, Germans fully embrace that by 2030?
0: That was Bloomberg correspondent Stefan Nicola. And my other guest was Jens Hanefeld, head of international and European politics and trade policy at Volkswagen. Thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show.
2: Thank you very much indeed for having us. Thanks so much for having me on the show.
0: Our senior producer is Dina El-Sayed, and I'm Soraya Serhati Nelson. Thank you for listening, and please join us again next Monday for another episode of Common Ground. You can download all Common Ground episodes wherever you get your podcasts.